What it is, what is up, what is good gamers? This is Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digga Dulamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 166, Good Friday edition of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I am not in the studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck, it's Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Hater, aka the aka the Cat Daddy, aka the Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, bro? Hey, not much as usual. Um, just yeah, had a long day doing stuff in the in the garden and in the yard. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, the backyard super crazy right now with uh, it's overgrown. It's like a weed jungle. So just been whacking at them, just getting them, you know, getting them down, uh, getting into a nicer, usable area. So, but but it was good. It's good to get out there. It's been really kind of gloomy the last couple of days. I'm not sure how it was where you are, but in the Bay Area, it was pretty, it was pretty gloomy and overcasty. But today, beautiful blue skies. So figured I'd take advantage of it and get out there and. Try to lose some weight, gain some muscle, you know, picking up Wha- weeds. So whacking, whacking them weeds there. Whacking them weeds. So, so it's good. It's good. Too bad you don't have some garden gnomes to, you know, come and help you do the heavy lifting. So yeah, have God. you come and help me? <laughs> I wouldn't be so. I mean, uh, I, I would be a garden troll versus a garden oh, gnome. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't have Man, that. I, I hate yard work. And I'm so glad I have my own house, so I don't have to do it no more. Yeah, I need to. Oh man, yeah. I, hate, I hate yard work. Yeah, mm. we're gonna we're trying to get into a state where all we have to do is maintain. Because right now it's super crazy. So, <laughs> and of course, that other voice you heard belongs to Trader Joe, aka Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> of course. He is that food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, bro? I'm maximizing my dollars right now. I'm activating Steam cards as we speak. So <laughs> there's a great deal at Target, but by the time you listen to this, it's gonna be long gone. Hopefully, they'll extend it another week. But uh, they got like buy one get one fifteen percent off cards. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the thing is, it's supposed to work buy one, get one for 15 percent off, but you could stack up to a total of five cards. So you basically get one card for the normal price uh, up to four cards for 15 percent off each. So. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty good. I'm just, uh, you know, getting some ducats for some uh, Steam Deck action whenever my pre-order hits. I, I, I anticipate every Monday to look at my email to see if uh, Gaben just hit me up with those deets so I can get my Steam Deck. Maybe so. he'll hand deliver it to you. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, I doubt he'd be dry, flying to Fresno. I have no <laughs> idea. Dude could fly all around the world. Why would you want to <laughs> come to Fresno, California? You know? Just to see you. Mm-hmm. Wow. See the food max of gaming. <laughs> I could go and, and share war stories because he looks like he's lost a little weight and we could probably, like, you know, go back and forth. So. Mm-hmm. Sure you could. 
of course i don't have uh billions and millions of dollars to lean upon so you know i did the old-fashioned way you know mm-hmm. <laughs> no trainers for you nope that could be and let you be my trainer How about that yes. get in their yard and pull them weeds then <laughs> <laughs> okay right, we'll start there okay oh, weed whacker master <laughs> <laughs> all right so the bob vila edition <laughs> of the yep. gaming vessels <laughs> so we're not gonna we're not here to talk about weed whacking we're here to talk about games, and as usual, our first topic on our docket is going to be the playlist. All right, uh, Jabroni Chief, why don't you kick things off this week, man? What'd All right. Um, not playing too much different from the last prior week. I'm still all in it to win it for it. Destiny 2. So I finished the um, first light campaign. I think it's first light. I don't know if my jabroni brain is uh, attacking off here, but uh, it's a last light or lost light. I got you even know. Something about a light. Beyond yeah. light. There you go. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Last, beyond, no light. Yes, no light. I got no light in my brain. Is what's, what's got going on. So. But yeah, now I finished the campaign for Beyond Light. Uh, do have some additional stuff to kind of go and do as far as exotic weapons and leveling up things and going to discover and learning more back backstory with Varix, you know, the uh, wonderful Prison of Elders uh, narrator on that and uh, uh, owner of multiple limbs on there. So, so, so you know. it sounds like you're going to buy the uh, the Queen's. Whatever that that DLC, uh, the uh, Witch Queen, the Witch Queen, the Witch Queen. Sounds like Dar- that, that the, you are the primed Dairy Queen. For that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm going to try to extract the value from Shadow Keep and uh, Beyond Light a little bit. I don't own Beyond Light. It, my uh, Game Pass um, ran out on it because it left Game Pass on uh, April 11th. So I did manage to beat the campaign until. Um, for it kicked to the curb and i immediately uninstalled the microsoft store edition of destiny 2 on pc installed the steam version but i'm probably looking to go over and start playing more on the playstation and playing on console versus pc so you know um as far as just finding out things to do it's just it sucks because it's like i i'm playing on steam and i can't even have access to any of the shadow keep content even though i own it on playstation so it's like i kind of wish their model would work to where you gain access on multiple platforms if you purchased it one platform but i know that's just too hard and of course we talked about crossplay on this show a bit you know it's like you know it's 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 not a given on this, you know, the comparable rights holders for their platforms have to get paid. So, so just cause I gave Sony a nice little cut of my money when I picked up the shadow keep DLC doesn't mean I could play on Xbox or steam or whatnot. So I totally am definitely understanding in that aspect. So mm-hmm. on that, but uh, you know, Destiny's just, just, been scratching that itch it's the same you know game that i play for hundreds and hundreds of hours you know i had a good starting point where i just scrapped all my gear i'm working on new gear but um you know i told myself and told you guys on the show that oh i'm only gonna do the campaign i'm not gonna do any sort of crucible or any sort of 
other activities. But, you know, lo and behold, yesterday, Chase, for our game night, uh, you know, and wanted to play some Destiny 2. And, you know, you don't got to pull my arm backwards and forwards. And, of course, you know, the good old, you know, Lord Saladin's back on the board with the old Iron Banner business. So guess who was playing Iron Banner last night with Chase? It was moi. We oh, all knew so. that was only a matter of time. Yeah. We all knew that. Didn't do too well in our matches that we're playing, but, you know, I, I'm going to blame that on the uh, keyboard and mouse warriors of the PC realm. Mm. <laughs> Since I'm playing on the PC, so we'll see how well I do. And I'll report back in next show to see uh, how my Iron Banner adventures. <laughs> the banner. I am Banna. Mm. So, mm. You know, Chase even messaged me uh, asking if I wanted to partake in some I am Banna tonight. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if it's past the bedtime once we get done recording this show. We'll see. So, What? You're not going to do Banna? I'm a, I'm happy, I might do some solo Banna. I did some Banna. I did some Banna uh, last Banna. night after uh, Chase took off for a bit, you know, so. So, so and then quick question. Uh multiplayer on Destiny on the PC, when you jump into a lobby when the game starts, do you are do you hear the people on your team automatically or No, not at all. Okay. Of course I was in Discord, so I, I wouldn't know, but I actually was still in Discord chat when I was playing solo after Chase left. So all right. You know, I almost assume it's not, but I'll report back and I'll let you know just in case. Because is is that what your fears of as far as if you? No, I mean I'm I'm done with Destiny. I was just curious. (laughs) I was just Mm. curious because that has been the thing that uh, that's why I I will probably always play multiplayer on console because it's just so easy to isolate yourself from the nonsense by just jumping into a chat. So I didn't know if you were if you were just going through uh, Discord or if you were using Steam's uh, uh, networking system or how you were doing that. So that's why I just was curious to see how that worked. Yeah, I'll, I'll double check just to make sure, but I really don't think that you are in automatically in a voice chat, you know. So, but we'll have to see. I mean, obviously, I've always been in Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as far as when. I've been doing multiplayer, so so we'll see. Okay. So. okay. Uh, other than that, yeah, I played a little, um, you know, Outriders with you last night, and so that's the first time I played this past week, you know, and uh, you know, moving further in that campaign and trying to finish it so we could maybe do some uh, uh, in content as far as with uh, Outriders and uh, you know, see when the next DLC drops. So. You know, I, I enjoy New Horizons. I like to play Outriders. I think it's fun. I mean, we're up to World Tier 11, for God's sake. You know, I think with the exotics that I'm leveling up as I level up my Devastator, that it's uh, actually pretty easy going, even though, you know, uh, God does. What's the name, name of that enemy? I know I, I named it last night, but I totally forgot off the top of my head. It's like, I think it's like a shaman or something. Yeah, the wizard. Is this, yeah, no, this is something wizard. He might as well be the end boss. That man's <laughs> health points is just ridiculous. Oh, I know. He's constantly, he has like a three tiered uh, health bar, and you know, mm. he's just sitting there 
whacking at him for a good five to eight to ten minutes and trying to you know you, you once you get the the bar down you know one segment and it's like okay i'm sitting here just fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting and you know i have to make sure when i fight him i'm like battling him right next to the ammo crate that way I go back and forth mm-hmm. to go get ammo and you know the, the game makes you play it in a certain way and i don't think it's um you know i don't think it's phonetic i think it's too grindy for grinding sake so mm-hmm. with that particular boss i think just you know I don't think any other enemies really cause any sort of, uh, you know, heartache and woes. It's not like he's hard. It's just it's just time consuming. That's all. So. Yeah. Try fighting him solo. No. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> that just I sounds can... crazy. <laughs> yeah, but that's pretty much it for me this past week. You know, I just uh, been been slumming it with the, the the Destiny two. So, and I'll probably be picking up. Uh, you know, some of the DLC on May 1st to kind of continue my uh, adventures. So we'll see. So Beyond Light, you can put that to memory. So Last Light. <laughs> Last Light's Metro. Uh, and uh, I don't know. There's probably tons of DLC out there with the word light in it. So. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to get back to Virtua Fighter 2. I don't know why I took a little break. You know, I, I dropped a couple. Sometimes people need to take breaks, Joe. It's fine. No, I want to play though. I want to play yeah, this. you you will. Breaks are okay. All right. <laughs> well, I'm gonna take a break now. Why don't you let me know what you've been playing? What you've been uh, up to? I've been really just playing uh, Tajik Rail Conquest. I'm really into that game. It's a very cool card game. Very cool. Um, this experience, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm, I'm continuing to open up character classes. I haven't even really uh i'm just scratching the surface of of you know uh, opening up cards new cards for each character class it's just a lot of fun uh but yeah that's the one that i've been playing mostly and it's on my xbox so the xbox is getting some love um and i and i didn't turn on my i don't think i turned on my ps5 at all last week actually it's pretty crazy and then i um the other game i played was uh, edge of eternity i tried that game out and it's a it's an RPG. Um, I'd watched a couple of streamers play it on PC before it came to Game Pass, and it's it's a it's done by a very small uh, studio, um, and it's uh, your your standard fair um, young boy protagonist and his sister running around trying to stop an evil invasion. Uh, from space which is kind of cool so there's this like science and magic kind of thing going on but then you have like evil folks doing evil machinations trying to um you know push their wheel on it so you're not really sure who's good or bad in the in the solution and and there's this other thing called the 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 corruption of course and like people are getting it and turning into like weird they're turning into like those those um those 28 days later type zombie thingies, but I don't know if they're zombies or not. So the, the, the game has a little bit of everything going in it. Um, and again, it's pretty fun, fairly simple to play. It's a grid based or, or hexagon based uh, battle system. So you, you use a turn to, to move and you can block people out. So you can put your, your spellcasters in the back and only if they have like uh, 
like ranged weapons can they affect the spellcasters? And there's a there's an active bar thing going going, and then you can um, it's sort of like Final Fantasy when whoever's active bar uh, reaches the end, then then it's their turn. So it's not turns like like at the top where you see the their their um, uh, their portrait moving on a line. It's just you know you see it underneath their their energy bar, their life bar and stuff. So or above their life bar. So it's a pretty standard fare. Uh, the only problem with it is they really are taking their old school, uh, relatively um, relatively like crazy and to the point. By by that I mean there's no like intermediate saves. You have to find a save point to do anything. I didn't really realize that. So I played through the through the beginning scenario where they're telling you all of, like the the mechanics and everything, and you know it's it's pretty. It's a pretty bleak opening, and uh, then you know you see the title screen, and then you go to the city, and then I was like, okay, that's good. About forty-five minutes, you know, learning, and then it didn't save, so I was like, damn it, so I have to do it over again. <laughs> so I was kind of annoyed by that. So I'm trying to decide when I want to go back to it, um, if if I'm going to go back to it again. It, I don't know if it has enough to grab me in its story, uh, because you start off with this uh, as this guy, and you're just trying to find your sister, trying to get back to your sister. There's a war going on and everything. So I probably will stick with it because you can get a whole bunch of different uh, uh, characters, and then they can be in your in your party, and you can switch them out as reserves. And it seems to be there seems there seems to be a robust uh, uh, character um, character uh, not creation, but like a character uh, uh, um, experience system where you can unlock perks and your weapons level up uh, as well as yourself. So there's a different level up mechanics. So, which I haven't been able to play with. So I will, I most likely will come back to and play a little bit more of it again, because I watched a little bit, uh, like I said before, and it's just, it just seems like it's something that might be at my wheelhouse and, and it seems pretty fun and it seems pretty fun, but yeah, I thought about picking it up at some point or playing it on Game Pass. I know it's available for other platforms besides Xbox, of course, Steam, and yeah. uh, there's a physical copy for PlayStation as well. So yeah, I, I mean, again, I most likely will will play it and finish it at some point. I just don't know, you know, um, if it's going, you know, because right now it seems to be my go-to game. My go-to game is. Uh, uh, tainted girl conquest it is just so good right now like i'm just really just really enjoying it so so we'll see and i still haven't turned on my like i said i haven't turned on my ps5 i don't know uh what's gonna happen with that <laughs> i probably i mean i will it's just i have a uh, ps now and i haven't even used it yet so i need to um think about doing that maybe Probably. Have you thought about maybe picking up uh, Tain and Grail? They have a board game actually based on it. Mm-hmm. So. I, I I didn't know that, um, but I'm not surprised. Uh, will I pick up the board game? Probably not. Um, I'll probably end up playing this a little bit more and seeing what seeing what happens with it before I spend any of my hard-earned cash on it. But again, it's I think it's I, I think it's worth it. Like I've I've really enjoyed it so far. So. Um, if you're looking for a, a a game to try and a game to you know to play, I you can't go wrong with this one really, in my opinion. It's it's a pretty damn good game. But that's pretty much all I've been playing. So, uh, Kev, what have you been playing, buddy? 
So the only thing I've been going close to a couple of things playing uh, Outriders again with uh, G- with Jabroni Chief, <laughs> and um, I, I guess with with regard to that game, I'm trying to figure out whether I'm going to stick with a frost base because I have I'm able to throw out two turrets now. Oh, you got the the Borealis glove or whatever it's called. You know, it's not in the glove. It's in I don't know what it is. It, I don't think it's in the glove. I think it's a skill I unlocked in my skill oh, tree. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. So, if there's a there's a legendary out there that you can get that's a glove. I think it's a glove or it's a or it's a helmet and you can throw out a total of 3 turrets instead of just two. Oh, okay, okay. Because I thought before it was just pretty one. dope. Okay, it's pretty dope. Okay, so I don't have I don't have the third I don't have the third one. Okay, I can only throw out two. But mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think whether or not I want to go with like a the frost build or the toxic build. I don't know which one does more damage, or if they both do the same amount of damage. The and... toxic build does uh, more. Uh, the the frost build is much more about immobilizing your enemy to 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 mit- mitigate damage, whereas the at or the toxic is just is just melt them as as much as fast as possible. So okay, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 now the ones that the now your little pea shooter turret does it shoot toxic bullets too? Uh, there is a there is a uh you can turn it to toxic. There's a uh, a mod that you can get that you can make it a toxic. A toxic. Okay. Um, I don't think I have that. One. A toxic turret. So you can actually use the the borealis. I think it's a gauntlet actually, and you can get two of them, and you can and that perk will work for both of them if I remember correctly. And so you can have a total of two toxic, uh, three toxic. The one that sprays, mm-hmm. and then the and then the one that that shoots and and makes every makes uh, infects everyone. So okay, it's really it's if you can get it, it's really a cool. Um, uh, thing to do. I mean, I, I do think that out of all of the um, out of all of the the classes, they they just did so much with the tricks. Not with the uh, Technomancer and like the Technomancer just 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 so good. So mm-hmm. it is it is fun. It is fun. And uh, so I've been playing. I played a little bit of that, and but most of my game time, what little I've had this past week, has been with Chorus and. I mean, Chorus is a is a great little like arcade space shooter. But the one thing that your character or your ship can do, or that's your pilot rather, has these um, psychic abilities called rights. And I never really used them because when you get them, you just have to use them to solve simple puzzles uh, to get out of the space temple that you have to fly in to get them initially. And this whole thing is, like I've said, is you're a part of this, um, basically, they're like a outer space branch divisionist, you know, like, you know, like uh, uh, Jim Jones, Space Jim Jones uh, started this cult and they're taking over the galaxy and you used to be uh, what they called an elder, you can use these things called rites with these ancient ships, with these... Uh, uh, near sentient AIs and you're destroying planets and all this other stuff, but you woke up some kind of way, broke away from the cult and you, you go and get your ship and now you're fighting against them. And I never really used the rights that much in combat. 
because I, I just because I never really thought about it. So over the past week, I started just just it's like okay, I've got these rights. What exactly do they do? And I start fiddling with them, and those rights almost make the game like a cheat code. <laughs> they really do. It 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 goes. It really turns this game into a power fantasy. Uh, for lack of a better word, because you've got one right that will teleport you immediately behind uh, your target, your uh, any a targeted enemy, and then you just light them up from behind. And you've got another one, another right that sends streams of lightning from your ship to <laughs> to any any targeted enemy. Uh, Upon hitting it, it sends them into a death spiral and de automatically depletes whatever shields they have. And if you're fighting in an asteroid belt, which is fairly commonplace, they just go careening into an asteroid and blow up. Uh, <laughs> and they've got another, the, they have the, uh, the sensory right, which is how you detect things that are not on your star map. Uh, secret locations, new uh, side missions, side quests, hidden hidden um, uh, space refuge that you can trade in at the at the hangars for space credits. Uh, it, it, and the last right is a um, oh gosh, what do they call it? Yeah, they, it? Basically, your ship turns into an energy spear, and it just incinerates anything it it smashes into. So. Like you can take down a capital ship once you gain access to the inner core, just by energy spearing it. <laughs> you just fly through the dang thing and it just blows up. Uh, it, it I did not realize how much how much fun those were because I never really used them. I'd get them; they were always part of the story mission, and I, I always knew that they were there, but I never really put a whole lot of emphasis on them. I was just too busy flying around, just blowing stuff up. But when you uh, institute the rights, you're just, you're teleporting here and energy spearing here and, you know, lightning blasting over there. And it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. It, it really adds another layer of, of, uh, ridiculousness <laughs> to sounds like it Jeez. Yeah. yeah it's it is it's a lot of fun though i this game was is really underrated it's really underrated i mean and what it, it came out like we talked about before it came out in december of last year i think you know at the tail end of the year and i don't think it got the attention that it that this game really deserves but um I just worth been it, having though. yeah oh very much so it's very much worth it if you like arcadey space games and you like power fantasies it it it, it this meets <laughs> this this meets both the, the, this will scratch both of those itches uh for sure so that that's really all I've been playing this past week yeah, courses so, should be something because it's commonly on sale for twenty bucks. I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, oh it is well, well worth that that price. Yeah, I I paid full price for it, and it wasn't it wasn't a full price game. I think it was forty when I bought it. Yeah, it's forty. Yeah, I did. Yeah, 
I didn't pay for it, so. Yeah, it is. It is great. It is a, a lot of fun. So that's really all I've been playing. So we're going to move on to our next topic on our docket, which is going to be the main event. All right, Dez, you got the mic, bro. All righty. So for our main event topic this week, we asked the question, do you ever take a break from gaming? Not just like a day or two, uh, but for an extended period of time. Let us know and we'll talk about it on our next show. So we got a couple of responses, and we're always thankful for folks who, who take the time to respond. Um, and the question, uh, one of the responses we got was from uh, Will D on Discord, and he says, breaks in gaming? Question mark. Absolutely. During points of my first career and subsequent during med school, I hit the pause button. Nowadays, I occasionally hit the pause button to pursue other stuff. But since the Atari 2600 and, and television, ultimately, I'm a gamer. And I totally understand that, you know, the, the basis of this question was just sometimes, you know, you just need a break, you know, you just need to get out there, you need to go experience the world a little bit uh, outside and, and just sort of, you know, uh, play this weird game we call life, you know, and, and whether that's, you know, going on vacation, hanging out with your friends, or even working overtime, there's got to be this sort of balance, balancing act around around games, um, because gaming as a hobby can can be all in in encompassing sometimes when you really get into it and really get into the meat of it, because there's just so much out there. I think out of out of all of the uh, entertainment media that one can consume, I believe that um, video games are the most multifaceted than any other. You know, you have elements of movies, you have elements of interaction, you have elements of, of actual physical activity. Um, it's just, gaming is just such a, uh, a catch-all of, of multiple experiences that, that I think it's just, uh, it can be overwhelming if we don't take a break from it and just, and just realize um, what it, uh, what it is, you know, uh, an escape or relaxation um, from from the rest of the the, the world. Um, so so having said that, I'll bring it up to Kevin. Kev, have you ever taken a break? And you know, what was your longest break, or why did you take a break? No breaks, bro. No, really, no, no, no breaks. I, I no will. Breaks. I will say that it's it's kind of it's weird. So I had other hobbies before I got into gaming uh, and a, one or one of them I still kind of do in the I'm still I'm in the off season of it. So I used to collect Hot Wheels as a kid mm -hmm. and I got back into that uh, later as an adult. And the other hobby that I used to do primarily with my dad is I used to race RC uh, which, uh, or rather, hobby grade RC. So, for those who don't know, hobby grade RC, you know, it's when you think RC, you think most people think of, you know, going to the toy store and getting a remote control car and putting the bat some batteries in it and driving around in your driveway. Well, hobby grade RC is on a whole other level. Like when I got into them. You 
more or less had to have an engineering degree to put them together because oh no <laughs> they didn't have they didn't have uh what they have to now, which they call ready to run, like ready to runs didn't start showing up if I'm remembering correctly until like, gosh, the early eighties maybe. And you're, and these things are more expensive. Like the kit alone might make cost you 400 bucks. Like my truck that my dad bought me, that was $400 for the kit alone. Plus another 300 for the radio and the batteries for the radio and the car because you had to use these rechargeable batteries and the technology was really really sketchy back then because they had a tendency to catch fire i mean it, 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 was, wow. it was it was crazy it, it, it was crazy but it was a lot of fun i mean you had there was you had to build and when i say you had to build everything you had to build everything you had to put your shock towers together you had to put your transmission together you had to grease the differentials and uh manually set your gearing uh for your speed control servo all that stuff you had to do all that stuff on your own um which is why <laughs> i was like it's like the, the like when my dad bought me that, and, and we we used to buy these kits from this company called Tamaya, and it's this Japanese company. It, it, they're still around. And I had a Ford F one fifty, and my dad had an Audi Quattro, and I can remember as a little kid sitting at the kitchen table, uh, my mom like frustrated to all get out because she's trying to get you know put put dinner on the table. And me and my dad have these huge manuals on on the table, and we've got these screwdrivers and bolts and nuts and parts just strewn all over our kitchen table. And she's just like, oh, my gosh. And it was fun, but... Man, it was it, it 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 was a lot, and for a kid who was in elementary school, you know, looking at this, it it just made my brain explode. My dad loved it; he loved putting them things together, uh, and uh, we used to run them. But whenever I would, whenever whenever they would break, I would just go to my, "Hey, Dad, could you fix this?" And my dad's like, "No, you need to learn how to fix this stuff yourself." And it was just like uh, I don't really want <laughs> I don't really want to do this. So we kind of got out of it, but he kind of stuck with it for for a little bit further. Uh, but while I was doing hobby grade RC, um, and that's kind of sort of when I had picked up got like picked up on the gaming, and I was I knew that gaming was going to be a lot of fun, but I also enjoyed running running RC. So I think that's the closest that I ever came to a break when I was uh when I was running RC cars and ironically I'm I'm like I spend a lot of time on YouTube watching uh uh, uh RC club racers doing their thing. They record their tournaments and their races and I kind of sort of feel that bug kind of biting on me, biting me. Uh, and maybe thinking I want to get back into it again. Like the kits are way different now. Like you can get them already pre-built. You can still get kits, but you can get a pre-built. 
they're nowhere as expensive as they used to be. I mean, you can still pay a ton of money depending on what company or what kit you want. But, you know, I've kind of been debating maybe getting back into it. But unfortunately, Fresno is like a bad place mm. because there's no we have like one hobby hobby store in town and we have we have one RC track that is uh, set up for for uh pavement racing and it's just not the the hot the i don't think the rc scene is really that big here it's huge in southern california it's huge in northern california so it's like if i really wanted to get into it i'd be making a lot of trips either up north or down south to really really get into it and it's like i don't know if i want to do all that but there used to be a place on clinton in 99 right that place I don't know if there's a, there's a place in on Clinton in '99. There used to be, and it's still there. There used to be this place called Hobby Town USA. Yeah, I remember corner, that. At the corner, the, it was at one location, and it moved to uh, what is that? Barstow and Barstow and Blackstone. Yeah. And it it used to be this big store, and I don't know they closed, and then they reopened at the same corner. Over there, where the uh, uh, Payless Shoes is yeah. now, I went in there. I went in there, and I don't know if they just—it's like I walked in just just to just to walk in and check the place out. And this was like just maybe several weeks ago, and I was like, okay, I guess somebody—I uh, guess somebody's going to ask me if I if I need some help because it was like I'm looking. I'm trying to grab some, get somebody's attention, and it's like, wasn't nobody answer asking asking me if I needed any help. <laughs> you know, not like I was getting ready to buy anything. I was just gonna ask a couple of questions about any local clubs, or, you know, what the scene was, you know, how, what the RC scene looked like, you know, for this for the city, and. Phew, they didn't they they acted like they didn't want my money so i'm like well, i ain't gonna i ain't gonna kiss your ass to give you money <laughs> not that i had planned to buy anything that day anyway <laughs> so yeah it, it's 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 weird i think the other there's a hobby store in visalia that is supposed to be eh? I've uh, I, 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 sound good. <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot of negative reviews, but but I mean, going back to answer your question before I go too far into the in, into the bushes, running RC cars was the closest I've come to to putting putting the pause button on gaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think sometimes it takes something uh, like that to to pull you away. Mm-hmm. You know, at least for a little bit. Um, so crucial chase on discord says i take breaks sometimes it's involuntary sometimes not i find it better to rotate games on a schedule than taking breaks completely and that's another thing i guess that i hadn't really thought about is you could definitely uh schedule your gaming time i know a lot of people don't think about that uh but i know that streamers and and folks who 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 get income from gaming have to do that because because then it becomes a job um and it's not really so much a hobby um and so people like that i can definitely see see needing a vacation from uh their job because that's what it is i mean i don't know i've often wondered like what it would be to be a streamer and whatnot 
and I don't know, uh, or playing games as a as as a means to make money. Um, but it is definitely something that that I've always thought was kind of interesting. But you can literally monetize anything if you put if you put your mind to it. So, so who knows? Um, but yeah, I can definitely understand that. Uh, Joe, uh, what have been what's some of your thoughts? I, I know you're a old school gamer like Kev, but have you taken have you taken um, some time off? And, and taking breaks from gaming uh just sporadically just as life kind of uh, dictated kind of thing but it's nothing to where um i've taken like months off i know there was a gap between when i stopped like getting into uh gaming back in like 1983 1984 when the crash happened and i picked up an atari 800 computer Mm-hmm. Um, that I kind of worked all summer to Dubai. I, I did the summer youth program and uh, picked that up. And uh, after that point, I mean, I was uh, getting into my other interests at the time, which was, you know, obviously girls, uh, baseball, <laughs> and uh, lots of bad heavy metal at the time. So, but uh, I still, um, at that point in time, even though I got out of actually playing games at home, I was still going to the arcade you know, every so often and whatnot. And, uh, you know, once the bug hit me and once I checked out the Super Mario Brothers in the arcade, I wound up uh, picking up an NES and kind of got back into gaming that way. Uh, you know, I think everyone did at that point. And I think you could probably say the same thing too, right, Kev, as far as NES bringing you back into the fold a bit? I, well, again, I never, I never felt I ever really left. I never, I never left because, like, when the crash happened, I was one of those people in like the Woolworths, in uh, the Simon Says kind Arthur's of toys, Arthur's toys, like yeah. trying to grab those those dealios and just kind of trying to grab anything and everything when I had uh, a few dollars, a few bucks on me. Uh, so I never, but the the NES really did. Um, kind of bring me in and that was like the uh the last the last gift my dad got for me before he passed away which is kind of uh and i still have it of course uh, which makes it kind of even more sentimental on that aspect but uh yeah it, it did kind of um <laughs> it was it okay side story I, I can't remember if I've said this on the show or not, but it's like the Christmas that my dad got me the the NES. I'm going. I'm 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 like going off to. I'm 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 at school, okay, and I come home, and <laughs> I go. Normally, I when I when I walk in walked into the walk into the house, um, the my dad is usually like was usually like in the kitchen cooking or watching TV. He he was always up in the front. And when I opened the door, there was I didn't I didn't see him in the house, so I figured he was gone. So I'm heading to my room to drop my stuff off. I walk into my room and my dad has got like all of the cartridges that I got because he bought he bought like he probably bought me every game that came out for that was it came out for the launch of that thing like spread out all over my bed and he's got the control got the controller in his head. i don't remember what game he was playing <laughs> but 
<laughs> you thought he'd seen a ghost when I when I walked up into my room. Caught him. And then he's like, well, uh, uh, you didn't tell me if any of these these games worked, so I, I, I had to make sure all these games worked and see if there was any I had to take back to the store mm-hmm. and get my money back. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got homework to do? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Get, get, do your homework. And, uh, and he, he's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that's great. That's a great story. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> yeah. But other, other than that like, little break, um, you know, when I got divorced and when I had to like you know pack up, sell my house, all this other stuff, I took a obviously a, a good gap. I think at that time the only thing I was playing was like everybody's golf because I thought it was like you know therapeutic for me, but I didn't really have a good setup and got, got into a routine because everything was so cray cray at the time on there so that was like where i took a break but it was almost because i had to take a break because everything else was kind of falling by the wayside a bit so Mm -hmm. Uh, other than that now i mean pretty much you know gaming social for me it's like so i get kind of bummed out when like you know i don't get to play games online with folks you know after a certain point you know Mm -hmm. so um but you know Obviously, it's an all-encompassing hobby, so, you know, it's something where it's, you know, you can even listen, if you're a long-time listener of this show, you can see that some weeks we're just playing, like, a couple games. Some weeks we're, like, you know, playing five, six, seven different games, so it just depends as far as uh, whether we got the time to really immerse ourselves that week or whether we're, you know, doing other things in life, you know, watching baseball, you know, going out and, you know, doing family activities, so on and so forth, so. Yeah, it really it really does depend on what's going on. I mean, for me, I've taken breaks, um, long breaks sometimes, just because life uh, starts to catch up and you gotta do other things. And sometimes I just feel that I, for me personally, I mean, I think the longest I've taken recently was maybe about a month, um, and then a little bit when uh, when we were moving out uh, to the East Bay. But but yeah, I think sometimes for me, uh, gaming is a stress reliever and. And it is. It is a very social thing, and so I and I get you know a little bummed if I'm not able to play with folks, or at least or at least chat with folks about about what's going on or or how their day was, you know. So things like that 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 definitely makes uh, gaming much more uh, of a social aspect. So yeah, I mean for me, I'm a single guy with you know both of my parents are passed away, and so it's just like. Uh... You know, it's something I kind of look forward to, you know, at times, you know, just uh, mm-hmm. chit chat, all that yeah. wonderful stuff, you know, and then the play, uh, and add a game on top. I mean, it's like, even better. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So thank you to everyone who took the time to answer our question. Uh, we really appreciate it. And as always, Kevin's going to give you a shout out at the end of the show again. Uh, but for this week's or next week's question. Uh, so it looks like, and we're going to talk about this a little bit in um, in our news events, but it's basically, so it looks like Xbox is developing tech to place ads in free-to-play games. Uh, what? <laughs> I know that, and I know that, you know, people got to get paid, um, and, and having eyes on video games is a way to do that, and they are rampant in uh, phone games. Uh, phone apps uh, getting watching like a minute video in order to get more coins or whatever. But we want to know what are your thoughts about about this? I mean, I can kind of understand your thoughts about it, 
but um I, I, I kind of like forecast the future. It doesn't take a, a brain surgeon or a, a future, you know, person to to think about that. But but I want to know, like, what are your thoughts about that? Um, these these kind of advertisements, you know, proliferating uh, throughout gaming, up from phone ga- phone game apps, up now to actual free to play games. I mean, I think that this would. I mean, will is this something that will rival? Um, uh, loot boxes. I mean, who knows? But but I do think that it's it's a it's a great question, and we would love to hear your thoughts. Pro and con. I mean, there might be some people out there who don't care, you know, because you don't play free to, you don't play free to play games. So this this is this you don't care about this. But you know, but we we would love to hear your thoughts about that. So uh, that's it for me, and I'm throwing it back to Kev. All righty. So our next topic on the docket is going to be the news. Brony Chief, you're on deck. All right. Well, since Desmond mentioned with next week's uh, main event question, we'll get right to that particular story. So Business Insider is reporting that Microsoft wants to work with ad tech companies to create a system that will allow brands and advertisers to buy and place ads in free-to-play Xbox games. And they're reportedly involved with the program's ongoing planning and negotiations. Now, according to these sources, these ads could appear as digitally rendered billboards in a racing game or open world adventure. Mm. It's currently (laughs) unknown what other forms these free-to-play ads can manifest as or or if they will include videos or audio on here. And they were not able to confirm if Microsoft and Xbox have started pitching advertisers and brands on the new ad system. But it's expected to launch around the third quarter this year on here so you know i uh, know halo infinite uh, not halo um i don't know why is it halo infinite yeah it's halo infinite. yeah you got friday brain for some reason yeah it's free to play so you never know master chief you might you know get some like you know hanes advertisements or something mm. or you know <laughs> fruit of the loom i don't Can know you see the fruit of looms the fruit of the looms fruit just showing up with like guns there Fine. you go a spokesperson for Microsoft told Kotaku that while it's always looking for ways to improve the experience for players and developers, the company had mm-hmm. nothing further to share about the reported ad system. So, uh, And I don't know if you can know, but I guess on the Xbox dashboard, there is ad spaces via dashboard apps. You know, ads on there and certain in-game advertising deals through third parties, but... Uh, I guess this is their way uh, to look for advertising to the growing gaming audience on there that don't happen to watch a lot of TV. It might be harder to harder to reach on there. And I guess it's su- suggested that they want to court more free to play devs to Xbox using the ads as the impetus for them to do so. So on there, of course, you know, um, they're very concerned though, by angering gamers who normally don't expect to encounter ad and console games. So, so I guess uh, this has led to a more cautious approach where in an attempt to ensure no ads disrupt gameplay, Microsoft will create a private marketplace to which only select brands are given access. So, you know, and I, I, you know, this has happened in the past. I don't know if you guys realize, but like EA, you know, cause it's EA of course mm-hmm. uh, has had like advertisements in, there's sports games on there, and mm. I know in Burnout Paradise, there's a screenshot that I saw on Res- Resetera 
that kind of reminded me uh, that they did have um, interactive ads in Burnout Paradise, including an ad for uh, President Obama during his, one of his uh, campaigns. But there's like a, a billboard of Obama, uh, you know, vote for Obama for president in <laughs> Burnout Paradise. So just 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 as bad. Yeah. Me. No, that's crazy. That's yeah. That's just bananas to me. That's sure. I, I don't. I, uh, uh. <laughs> you know, and you could probably go back and look at three. You know, Xbox 360 and PS3 sports games that probably have Doritos and Mountain Dew and whatever else gets well, they out. Definitely <laughs> do. It's just it's just back then it was we didn't really think about it. We're like oh, there's a thing, but now it's like it's just so pervasive and everything. It's just it's just crazy. Like it's just it's just crazy. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of actual ads on the Xbox dashboard because you know I've at least for PlayStation you got to give it up to them that they don't really throw up a bunch of ads. But every so often on the Xbox front end you'll see like an advertisement for like Pizza Hut or something like that where you know I don't want to see that. You know, it's all these little boxes and whatnot. You know, I I don't mind advertising games on the dashboard, but you know it's like. I don't know how you feel about it, but I think it's, it's weird. Like, it's weird. Immersion breaker, you know, so it it it's it's bizarre. You know, like I guess it makes sense if you're like if you're playing Forza Horizon and you smash smash through this billboard with a Doritos ad on it. I guess, but I, I again the idea of an ad is to grab your attention, right? It's to pull you out of whatever you're doing for however long that may be to focus your attention on this ad for this product and hopefully get you to act on that ad, right? That, that's my basic understanding of this type of marketing. So my question is, okay, so outside of just having static ads on billboards that you may or may not see how is this how is this really going to work for these companies that i would just assume would have to be paying microsoft uh, a handsome sum to put their ads in these free to play games what what's so are when you when people boot up uh, sea of thieves are are there going to be like sponsorships, like sponsored <laughs> by Doritos and sponsored by you know mm. Toyota, where you have these corporate sales on there? And you know, I, I kind of yeah, it's <laughs> ironic you mentioned Doritos and Toyota because Xbox 360 there was the Doritos free to play game and also the Yaris, yeah, the Yaris, the, yep. <laughs> the free to play. Yeah, that's why. Uh, I <laughs> Yeah, that just sounds to me very icky. It, it does. I, you know, and I would be saying the same thing if this was PlayStation doing this type of thing. It, it just, it just feels icky. Yep. You know, I don't want to see. And again, that the only way for you to to for those ads to be effective, I mean, think about it. If you're playing Forza Horizon and you're speeding down a straightaway. And you you and there's an a, a billboard for uh for Pringles Halo Master Chief burgers 
flavored <laughs> Pringles. How are you going to? I'm buying it. I mean, it would have to pull you out of the game. Like, hey, or 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 have the GPS say, hey, you just passed an ad for uh, a Master Chief flavored Pringles. I sure am hungry. Uh, is that what they're going to do? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> like, seriously, if they did something like that, I'd be like, y'all are out of control. It's a, you know, like I said, it's been done before. It's just, you know. But but again, I, I think look in the outline. I threw some screenshots. Yeah, no, no, in, we so. saw that. Like I'm looking at it now. But I think the main thing about it is is like then I think back then I think it was because they seemed to have a little bit of you know thought behind it or a little bit of like let's not I don't know it just, it just seems now it's it's like the wild wild west. Let's just do this, you know. Let's let's just do this. Let's yeah, you know <laughs> why not? Ain't nothing else going on. You know we need to get this revenue. We need to get this money. Let's. Let's make it happen. So that's kind of what they're doing, you know? It's just And of... again, my question is how they expect the gamer to act on that ad. Right? How what are what are you supposed to do to act on it? Now what I can see is you have market market directed achievements. Hey, Go smash this Pringles ad for Master Chief flavored Pringles, mm. and when you get it, and it'll, and you know how you get that little that little Xbox insignia to to see your achievement, you hit that, and that'll probably take you to an Amazon ad to show to let you buy a case of Pringles. I awesome. can see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like That'd be awesome. It's like, just yes, Brody. Get, That's Brody. Me. That's grody. <laughs> Joe, fetch me my Pringles. <laughs> I just, I just, I just played, you know, Saints Row. I need some Pringles. <laughs> no, no, no. If it's yeah, I just, I just, for some reason, you know, I'm playing. If it's, if it's EA, I'm playing Assassin's Creed, and in the, in the, in the future time, they're eating Pringles. There's Pringles on the desk or something. That makes oh. more sense, like mark, like like product placement. I can I can I can accept that better than active ads. I mean, we got we get we got product placement in movies, we have in in TV shows. I mean, I can accept that. But what the the thing that just seems so weird is that having having these things be in there, and if it's free to play, you know you got. I, I don't think I'm too far off on on the Sea of Thieves sponsored ships. I, I really don't think I'm too far off on that. I could actually see that happening. If, if people logging in and seeing, you know, uh, Nike Nike ships and uh, Popeyes ships and <laughs> McDonald's, mm. Red mm. Bull. <laughs> It's well, a lot. You, I don't know if you remember, but there was a Xbox 360 Pizza Hut app yeah, that yeah. allowed you to order <laughs> pizza basically through the mic and using the Kinect. So mm -hmm. it's like, I remember that. You mm. know, I don't think it's as invasive as that, but you know, at the same time, we'll have to see what's actually advertised in these mm. free-to-play games. You know, so I, I, we'll see. As long as it's free-to-play, because again, it's one of those things where it might not be anything we care about. 
So yeah, I mean, I know people mention Fortnite, but you know, because sometimes Fortnite will have their guest stars or whatnot. But that's marketing on a different scale. That's in-game, involving gameplay, quote unquote. <laughs> Whether you want to say it's gameplay, but <laughs> I mean, at this point, who knows? Yeah. So you know, seeing Travis Scott in Fortnite, you know. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I am good. Mm-mm. All right. Other news this week. Um, we want to kind of talk about the, I guess there's an upcoming Saints Row showcase that's coming up on 420. Puff, puff, give, give uh. <laughs> on here. That, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Um, it's coming uh, on 420 on there, and it's going to be a, a showcase uh, doing a deep dive into the customization options in the game. And it'll cover all aspects of player choice in the game on there. Um, and they'll go into uh, what you could do in the game, what you could create your character as on there. And so they want to kind of focus on this and, you know, how you modify your boss on there. And, uh, you know, we did get some reactions posting uh, this article in our Discord on there. And Will D had this to add about Saints Row. Anyone else just kind of flat on the new Saints Row? I'm so indifferent to it, and I enjoyed most of the prior games. And uh, I don't know. I'm going to ask that question to you, Des, since you've uh, been a fan of Volition's output on there. What, what's your opinion of the new Saints Row? I mean, after wow. the kind of uh, settling down of the Gamescom coverage from last year? Um, I don't really know. I mean, I'm kind of – I have to say Wilde kind of hit it right on the head um with with his thought about that because i really don't know what to expect um i have been like joe said a really huge fan of volition and and i i just don't know like i understand they're going back to the well with this i understand that it is quote unquote all new all different but in doing that i don't know if I don't know if they're able to keep the spirit of the spirit of Saints like Row. Johnny Gat and the whole shenanery of that Well, I, but the thing is, you know, things do have to evolve, too. You know, you can't have always the same thing, you know, because I think that's why Borderlands 3 kind of fell flat, because some of the writing in that game is just atrocious. It's just so, so, and it's like you just can't, you, you can't go back sometimes, you know, the world has changed. And so you have to change it up. And I think this is, this is Volition's um, attempt to do that and to stay modern at the same time. That's why we're seeing uh, the, the characters look the way they do. And that's why we're seeing, you know, uh, that the, the, the graphics have that pseudo, I don't want to say Fortnitely look, Fortnitey look. I think the I think the graphics do look pretty good, and I think that hopefully the graphics will not be so um, saturated and uh, cartoony that that it still has that bit of realism to it. So I don't know. I, I really don't know where I am in that game. Like, am I gonna buy it? Am I not gonna buy it? Am I day one? Am I not day one? Um, I saw this in the outline and it really spoke to me about, okay, I think I'm going to, I think I want to, to look at the showcase to see what they're actually doing, you know, with this game before I make any crazy wild assumptions. Um, 
before I do anything, because right now I'm just like, I have no idea what to, what to do. I'm like, you know, this is crazy. So, so well, that's kind of where I'm at with it right got now. Got it. I, I really yeah, don't know. For know. me, I, I'm going to take a kind of wait and see. I mean, it's coming out the end of August, it's out on August 23rd. So uh, it's a point that, you know, by the time it maybe is out, you can get an idea as far as how the reviews are. And then from there, kind of get a feel for if this is something that's uh, going to be, you know, reviewed highly. If not, you know, it might be a Black Friday get or it might be even wait till later. It just depends on how everything kind of rolls with it. So, you know, it's not like there's not other Saints Row games out there for people to play just in case if they want to, you know, relive the um, prior games in the series. I know Saints Row 3 got a, a next-gen not like a PS4 and Xbox One version, which uh, got a PS5 and Xbox Series upgrade. So, so it's definitely something to keep in mind on that. So, how about you, Kev? We, I know we talked about this pre in previous episode when they first announced the game, but have you uh, come around a little bit to this game, or are you still kind of in the same boat as me and Des? Uh, this ain't out. Out. This ain't Saints Row. Oh, it's not. It, to me, it's not Saints Row. Mm-hmm. It, it none of the, these people should be pouring me coffee at Starbucks. They're not. They're not gangsters. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't look at any of those people. Though that cast of hipster goofballs that they have advertised mm-hmm. so far, and accept them as rep as rep in the row. I, I'm sorry. I, I can't. I can't. Um, it could be a good game. It could be a good game with a different name. It could, they could have gone about this a number of different ways. And, and, you know, Desi said something that made a lot of sense where, where it's like, you know, sometimes you just can't go back. And I think Saints Row is just one of those games where maybe you just can't go back. The mm-hmm. humor, the the writing, particularly the humor, the ethnic uh, stereotypes that were rampant in Saints Row, which to me made them freaking hilarious. That doesn't fly in 2022. Mm, it does not. Because we have lost all sense of humor We've lost all sense of candor. We've lost all sense of we we take ourselves way too seriously. You know, you you can't you're gonna say something that's gonna offend somebody. So instead, I think Volition should have just taken maybe this core idea and applied it to a different titled game. Yeah, a new IP completely. A new IP completely, and just let Saints Row be Saints Row maybe give you some next-gen updates, resell them, and just let those games live there. Because this, I guarantee you, is not going to be Saints Row. It's going to be a bunch of hipsters. It's going to be, quote-unquote, woke in some aspect. You know, it's it's not going to be what... When people look at Saints Row see the saints row title and for those who remember the earlier games is not going to be that 
and the, the, the developers have made these comments about basically throwing the older games under the bus, calling them insensitive and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, look, just just call it something else. Just call, just just, you know. You know, call, call it call it baristas gone wild. I, I don't care. <laughs> just, just just don't call it Saints Row. Because it's, it's too not. bad. Uh, May, Agents of Mayhem didn't do well because they could have riffed off. They could have called it Agents of Mayhem. That would have been great. Call it Agents of Mayhem Two. And and just have everything the way they presented it. I don't think anybody would have had a problem. Yeah, but I do have to I do have to agree with that. And also, I don't think people really know what they want because when Agents of Mayhem came out, people shat on that game quite hardcore. And I played it and the game wasn't bad. Uh, you know, I think it was just different than what than what folks were expecting and what they wanted. And so now, you know, it seems like Felicia can't do anything, right? <laughs> you know, so I'm just I'm just wondering you know what's what's really going to happen you know uh with what they're with what they're trying to do so part of me is just like i really hope that they're able to to weather the storm uh for this because i have no idea what to what to expect with them like i really don't this is going to be game pass on game pass day 1 you think so? i, I think so right. I think so. You're I think it's they, gonna be on Game Pass day one. I think they have high expectations now, and we'll have to see if that's the case. So, I have high expectations. We'll see. You know, speaking of, ga- of Game Pass and uh, you know subscription services, there was a news story this past week, and this is from uh, the developers at Oddworld Inhabitants, and this is an interview with Lauren Lanning on here and this is about the game uh, Oddworld Soul Soulstorm that came out on PlayStation Plus this past April on here but uh, he made a comment in a, in an interview on an Xbox podcast because uh, the Xbox version of uh, Oddworld Soulstorm just uh, came out recently on there and he basically stated that the inclusion of their game on Sony's PlayStation Plus uh, he felt that its inclusion was quote unquote devastating to his team. And he further on to explain that when they agreed to have their game on PlayStation Plus, uh, they were like, you know, looking for funding on here. They want to have some financial help to keep the game alive. And when they approached the team offering a uh, undisclosed sum of money to keep their game on PlayStation Plus for its release month, they took the deal. They wound up delaying the game uh, one time and they pushed it back to April of 2021 and uh, unexpectedly they were anticipating because of this low um, user base of the PlayStation 5 that they would have at the most maybe 50,000 or uh, 100,000 people downloading in the game on the uh, service but they were surprised when uh, it was downloaded up to 4 million times through PlayStation Plus on their wow. so. Yeah, and they felt that uh, it was uh, kind of devastating to the sales of the game on here. So, and so you know, it's like you know, sometimes there is uh, in the in the back end of this Xbox Game Pass, PlayStation Plus day one gets uh, maybe some reluctance or some regrets from some of these developers 
on that to put their uh, game in day one. You know, it just depends if they're trying to make ends meet, that kind of thing. But uh, I just found it kind of interesting that he would make such, you know, public comments about this and, you know, whether, you know, other publishers might regret that uh, day one get or not, you know, so. Well, it must talk to their, I mean, it must really affect their bottom line if that's what's going on. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, according to them, they initially thought that they would sell roughly about 50,000 units or no more than 100,000. So they were looking to, you know, uh, be able to, you know, get their game and get some money so that they can complete the game. But, uh, you know, um, it overshot their expectations of how many people would download the free version. And, uh, and basically saying that uh, it's really killed their um, bottom line aspect because it's like, People that were interested in the game, you know, probably, you know, uh, because it was day one on PlayStation Plus, you know, if they were thinking about buying it, I mean, I, I was kind of keeping an eye on this game, see how well it did. But once it was uh, announced for PlayStation Plus, it's like that takes all that out of the equation. And yep. I think from being the publisher, he should realize the fact that you could queue up the game on the app. You know, you don't necessarily have to own a PlayStation 5 to be able to queue up the PlayStation 5 version of the game. So, and again, this is this is something that it sounds to me like he under he they underestimated the performance of this game, or, or underestimated its its popularity, or the, under they. Because if he's saying that we expected to sell fifty to a hundred thousand, that must mean that Sony ap- approached them with a number in their estimation. Said, "Yeah, well, this will put us right around the fifty to a hundred thousand. If we sold this, we'd be in that 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 amount of money." Yeah, they initially thought that they would sell about that many units. And yeah. so because of the fact that they thought they only sell like 100,000 units, uh, not on PlayStation Plus, but just overall, if they just released it uh, physically and released it on the store that they wanted to have more attention to the game on there. And they took the, they took the upfront money, and then yeah. lo and behold, mm-hmm. you know. When you take the upfront money, you, you deal with those... That's what you get. I mean, I don't mean that get, that's what you get with regards to, yeah, it's your fault for signing on to this. It's that's part of the deal. You have to really sit down and think, okay, how much do we believe in this game? Yeah. You know, Is someone it, like Square Enix should have took that money up front if they're offering for Babylon's Fall and took that money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's like, do we believe in this game? Do we believe that we can get these sales uh, outside of a service? And if the answer is yes, and Sony or whomever comes to you with a number that, you know what, I think we can do better just putting this on the store uh, and having people buy it. That's the decision that they got to make. I mean, he's kind of, the the statement is kind of clickbaity because it's like, oh, well, PlayStation ruined our game. It's like, no, you just un- you just undervalued the popularity of your product. You basically just went up on the business uh, roulette wheel, bet on a particular color and decided yeah. and basically you bet on you bet on red. It came up black. I mean, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
he could basically cut any future sales of his game because he um basically everyone their uncle's mother downloaded it you know yeah. or queued it up on their profile i mean i would too i haven't played the game yet but <laughs> i played i played it. it it's 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 kind of fun it, it is a action platformer puzzler and it, it, it i did not finish it because it got to a point where i was uh, doing more puzzle solving than actioning and on platforming, and that's where it, where it lost me. But uh, I mean, it, it it's an it's an interesting game. Yeah, and they haven't really disclosed any uh, game sales on the Xbox versus the PlayStation platform either. But you know, hopefully. So is it well. on Game Pass? That's on Game Pass. No, you just re- released it uh, on Xbox without any sort of. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Ties his subscription Learned there. Learned that lesson so. real quick, didn't you? Yeah. And that's what happens. Unfortunately. My guess that Microsoft probably hit them with that low ball number two, and they said, "No, this this figure looks familiar." Not after <laughs> we'll, that. We'll just put it on mm-hmm. the store. <laughs> Not after that. Oh, they, they they wound up uh, getting a physical edition out too. They had Steelbook and all this and all that. So you know they probably want to sell their physical editions. And for selling physical on Xbox, it's probably the worst thing, you know, because oh, fans mm-hmm. of that platform, I have to say, don't really buy physical games. So. All right, next news story, just to talk briefly about Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. As you well know, this game got uh, like put on ice by Nintendo as of late because all the comings and goings in the Ukraine and whatnot. But one Twitter user happened to gain access, and she pre-ordered it uh, prior to the uh, cancellation of the game, and uh, she was posting some tweets uh with some footage of the game she's excited to play the game over this past weekend you know because that's when the quote-unquote release date was on april the 8th uh, originally on there and uh, everyone was freaking out because this game was indeed canceled but for whatever reason in her region in the uk uh she wound up uh pre-ordering it and she wound up uh, getting it downloaded before it was removed from the store so (laughs) good for her i guess and so everyone was like asking her for one she was getting accused of being a a pirate you know excusing of like you know you must have ripped the game off and you know having it be a piracy but she was legitimately purchased the game on the (laughs) e-shop and whatnot and uh, she actually posted some screenshots so it's uh but in the, what happened eventually is that Nintendo found out through social media that someone did get, gain access early. And then they wound up sending her an email without contacting her saying that they canceled her order and <laughs> removed the game off of her profile on there. And she had what? to contact Nintendo, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just, damn. Nintendo shiesty. They're like, yep. Yeah, they pulled that rug quick. Yeah, so... Um, sorry. Damn, Nintendo's crazy. <laughs> they already took her money, though. So they took their money back when she pre-ordered it. So you know, and uh, they didn't even give her money back right away. She had to <laughs> write them in and contact them on there. So, mm-hmm. but uh, she did eventually get her money back. So, but uh, she just wrote about the experience on her blog and saying that uh, all the people tweeting her gave her a mild panic attack on there. So 
Well, what did she expect? I mean, yeah. come on. Like, you got this news. I mean, I would... Yeah, I don't... Like, you got this news. This shit is happening. Of course, people are going to be, like, freaking out and stuff. So, I don't... Yeah, this is her words. I have been utterly swamped with people tweeting me about multiple things, including accusations of being a hacker, requests to share the game files or sell my Switch. So uh, I've been trying to answer people that have asked questions relevant to the game and been trying to post some screenshots every now and then. Um, she says she's very nostalgic for the game because she played Advance Wars as a child on there. So, and, uh, you know, she's a little bit... Uh, <laughs> perturbed about you know being called uh, a liar on social media but hey, it is what it is so or that she's being paid by nintendo to promote the game on there so <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's, that's a game that they don't want out because of the war in the ukraine so yeah that's exactly what happened that's it there yeah, hit the nail on the head so it's just i found it kind of unique in the fact that there there was a, a copy of the game that got out in the wild so Mm-hmm. All right, and another news this past week. This just dropped earlier today, but uh, No More Heroes Three is being rescued from the Switch, so it is now the rescued. It's getting rescued. Yeah, it was stuck on the in the in low res, like part of town on the Nintendo Switch. But uh, Xseed and Marvelous announced that they are bringing out the game for both PlayStation Five, Xbox Series consoles, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. This will include higher definition graphics, improved frame rates, and faster load times. Because if the game's good enough to be on the Switch, it's good enough to be better on the other platforms there of choice. <laughs> so, and I will here. be buying it again. Yep. Yeah, and the physical day one edition will be available for fifty nine ninety nine. Includes a copy of the game, a soft cover art book, a CD with select songs because you know you never give you a full soundtrack on the damn thing, and a uh, seven by four inch uh, San Santa Destroy commemorative biker license plate on there. So it's all the goodies for you people that love your physical goods on there, even you Xbox fans on there. So you're getting getting that too on there so and i think it's good that this game gets exposed to you know the wider audience if need be on there um why are you thinking about a double dipping kev it's the point that's just going to be on ps5 and play it better or are you yeah still going to play it on your switch i mean i'm i'm four i'm three or four uh enemies away from finishing the game and I think I'm just gonna stop and wait for the wait for the better version to come out. I mean, I don't blame you. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep the copy. I'm gonna keep my copy. I'm gonna keep my copy. But I would much rather play this at a higher frame rate and better sacrilege vision, better visuals. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got a physical copy of this game too but i haven't even played it yet i'm kind of curious it is fun it is a crap ton of fun i'm curious if they're going to bring no more heroes one and two to other platforms besides the switch i would love for them to actually bring the entire series back Mm. you know because they just recently did uh like a remaster from the wii version on steam and also on the switch so yeah travis travis touchdown is not politically correct I'll, i'll just put it that way it he's I don't think there's going to be a no more heroes. Four yeah. I don't think where... there's going to be a four. There's not going to be a four. I guarantee yeah. you. 
not in, know, not released here. It ain't coming yeah. out here. I know. Um, I know that. Um, I was gonna say Volition. God, I, um, I heard that the Marvelous actually owns the rights to the series, so technically they could go to someone else besides Grasshopper because Grasshopper got, did get bought out by um i think nexon i believe so on there so i know there was a recent uh you know they were purchased by someone and so i can almost imagine if like they do a volition like no more heroes soft relaunch <laughs> bringing travis touchdown <laughs> to the modern gaming audience and see what happens with that but i, I bet you anything that's not gonna happen but mm. but still but Kind of cool. It's coming out for the platform so everyone can be able to experience at the highest, greatest definition. So, mm-hmm. also another game that you know I kind of been meaning to go back to um, has another update. So No Man's Sky has a new um, update that just came out this week called No Man's Sky Outlaws on here. And the reason why I'm mentioning, even though I know I talked about this before with you, Des on here this is going to kind of offer a little bit more i think maybe meaningful uh, update for no man's sky so outlaw aims to basically bring better handling for ships shields for enemy starships and they're bringing out a option to be able to go ahead and and live a life of a space pirate so oh wow so yeah so they are going to offer base building and you could actually haul cargo out through the galaxy um you can get into you know specialized combat on here so all ships have a high capacity and expandable cargo inventories for specialist goods and the specialist goods include illegal contraband for players wishing to turn to a life of space crime (laughs) on here (laughs) so you could smuggle goods around the galaxy for big payouts as long as you avoid the sentinel so illegal goods can be purchased at outlaw stations Found the new outlaw systems. These are dangerous, lawless places where combat is more frequent and where players can take on pirate missions, acquire black market technology, and those aforementioned illegal goods on here. And you could even get a forged passport to help evade authorities on there. So so it just sounds pretty cool uh, that they're adding this aspect to the game. And uh, it might just be that impetus. To, and it's all still free. And Hello Games is just knocking out of the park with all that business. So it's awesome. I'm glad that they're doing that. Yeah. I don't know. Again, I don't know if I'm gonna take it or I don't know if I'm gonna play it. I just I just was not happy with the story, like with it, you know. Um but but again, sometimes you can just play the game without having to deal with the story and just 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 play it and and hang out and do stuff. So maybe I will try it again. Who knows? I mean, it, it, it is, is on Games Pass. So, yeah. I mean, you don't necessarily have to repurchase the game if need be. And if you're willing to try it, I'd be willing to try it with you there. So I, I still own my physical copy So uh, for yeah. PlayStation. So maybe maybe we should do that. And just really, when is when is it coming out, Joe? Um, I believe it's already out. Let me double well, check. that. I mean, again, I think I think it's one of those things where where you're again, it's one of those games where you're you're I don't know, maybe may, and maybe we could talk about this like those simulation games where you're just flying around doing stuff like that's fun and it's a fun experience. But at the same time, like I need to be doing something when I'm playing a game, you know, <laughs> like just flying around uh, busting up 
asteroids and shit. That's just not fun. And then and then the stuff that you're supposed to be doing in the game for me is just not compelling for me. You know, like the actual story that they wrote for it is just not compelling. So that's why I'm kind of like, ugh. So oh, to try to find the center of the universe. That no, that that's not the thing. No, that's not the thing. It's it's they that's complete. That was complete horseshit that they put in there. It's not it's not real. It's something completely different. And with the with the atlas and and trying to you know make with the lovers and trying to no, it's just there's just. The whole story is just very convoluted and it's kind of annoying. And so if you play the actual story, you don't really get anything from it, in my opinion, because it doesn't really affect the overall experience. So it really feels like they tacked it on at the end because people complain that there was nothing to do in the game. So so the actual story you can play is just kind of boring. So I don't know. But again, you have know, you considered is- Star Citizen? Um, I have, and I actually booted it up and played it for a hot, no, sorry, I didn't, sorry, I played, that was Elite Dangerous, and that game was just way too, it had way too much shit going for it, I was like, there's just so much crap in that game that just was just so like, ugh, you know. I think, I think the couple of games you like in this wheelhouse, Des is Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, right? Yeah, and Subnautica was fantastic on a much smaller scale. Uh, but yeah, I I like stuff like that. And Everspace, Everspace is the game that I that I cannot wait to play. But but again, it's just it's just this. I really just want it to. I really want them to to really kind of push it and actually add some stuff to it that's that's better. Um. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get that. Who knows? But, but I mean, I think I probably will check this out just because. Hell, why not? You know, why not? It's it again. It's free on games. It's free on Game Pass. So let's just do it. Oh, you're paying for your subscription. Oh wait, you're not. So <laughs> thank mm. you, game sharing. That's right. Mm. Well, and then bring that up. <laughs> mm. Why not? What? No big deal. Evil old man. I try to make you feel guilty. Are you guilty? No. I am guilty. No. And then last but not least, our last story for this uh, episode happens to be for Need for Speed 2022. So uh, there's been some rumors about EA's latest racing endeavor. And so the latest rumors de jour is that, one, it's going to be current-gen exclusive, meaning for Xbox Series and PlayStation 5 on here and then also too that uh, according to jeff grubb that they're going to take a mix of photorealism with anime elements in its visuals so you know ea because you know anime happens to be a little bit more popular nowadays wants to dip their toe you know because yeah. i guess all the deep bro <laughs> like you know jesse pinkman need for speed business is not working out on there the, they're throwing this game in the fictionalized version of chicago called lakeshore city on here but they talked about like there's and the anime elements are like you know seeing your car race off with you know furious like fire effects you know showing after the car and whatnot you know and so we'll have to see what ea does or whether it's going to just be as soulless as every other need for speed game <laughs> that is brought out so we'll have, to, we'll have to see whether this is actually truly inspired and they, you know, got inspired from burnout, you know, the good burnouts, mind you. 
and kind of do her tour. But I know, Kev, you could probably say I have not dabbled in Need for Speed in a long time, but I think your dips into it have been just like <laughs> pretty atrocious, probably, right? The okay, the Need for uh, Need for Speed Rivals was prop was okay. It was okay, and that game came out like when the PS4 launched. Yeah. This series hasn't been worth a damn since Hot Pursuit 2. Mm. And really, the, 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 all they have to do, all they have to do is just recreate the mechanics in Hot Pursuit 2. You don't have to, you don't have to copy and paste the game. Just duplicate the mechanics, the camera, the dynamic camera from inside and behind the vehicle, the, the soundtrack. From Hot Action Cop. I mean, you don't have to duplicate that either, but just put that same level of creativity into that the, those core elements that made Hot Pursuit 2 so fantastic and just put it in this and just duplicate that. Is Hot oh, Pursuit better yet, Remastered better yet. pretty good? But, huh? Is Hot Pursuit Remastered pretty good? It is pretty good. It is pretty good. Um, it's not Hot Pursuit 2. Yeah which is better in my opinion but it is pretty good um here here's another idea look at what other uh companies like uh the folks that make grid legends what they're doing as far as mechanics as far as how the cars feel uh, as far as how they control try and duplicate that the i i mean you you tell me you're going to have anime Anime inspired. I don't even know what. Are you? Yeah. What does that mean? I I guess they mentioned initial D in the article. What is that? Initial D. Riding bean. I mean, how far back in the cut are we going to go? It, I, you know, it's it's. I don't know. I, I I'm I when a company like Electronic Arts start, it, it'll. I'm, and I'm not. I'm saying when they say it, they didn't say it. That's what the rumor is. They haven't said it. Yeah, but you know when you hear electronic arts and anime, you know it's kind of like you know <laughs> that mm. it's it's the uh, it's it's the obvious narc who's coming up. Hey, there, kids, where can I find all the cool <laughs> drugs? Mm. <laughs> you know? I mean, he's not lying. He's he's not yeah, lying. Ba basically, it's like yeah, it's like you know, hi like, there, young teenager, <laughs> fellow youth. How can I? It's like it's like the besheveled husband looking for some some young gals going to go hang out and get some pickup lines or something. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm just like I am. I want to I want to say that I that I'm that I would be excited for for this, but and I hopefully you know maybe I'm it, it comes out and I'm completely blown away, but. I, Hopefully, EA will actually have some artistic direction <laughs> at some point, oh, you know, and not just you be give so... it too much credit, sir. I know, I know, I know. We can't even we can't even get them to br to bring out a burnout. We can't get them to bring out a burnout. They're leaving. They're letting that die on the or have let it die on the vine. Yeah, it's, it's long since dead. It's long since dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can't. We can't let that. We they can't get them to do that. They'd rather. They'd rather pump, pump a series that has been floundering for a long time. 
instead of going back and doing something that that people are would really be excited for, which is another burnout. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. Uh, they're, they're for the common folk. <laughs> Stop it. For your Madden and Call of Duty and yeah. Need for Speed folk. Now, that, now, now, you want to talk about a game that's going to have ads. There you go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, let's do this Madden up, folks. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Boom! <laughs> That's the news. Boom, for this <laughs> mm. All right. So, thank you so much, Jabroni Chief, for those news updates for the week. Uh, again, I wanted to uh, shout out those who participated in our main event. Uh, shout out to Will D and Crucial Chase. Also, shout out to everyone who participated. Uh, or who interacted with us and uh, our uh, other listeners on our Discord on our Discord server. I don't want to let an episode go by without uh, giving you guys a heartfelt thank you because there's a million things you could be doing, uh, a million things you could be listening to or posting to. Uh, we just want to say thank you for taking the time to uh, interact with us and hang out with us for a bit. Uh, both on our on our on our game nights and whatnot and all that wonderful stuff. So I don't want an episode to go by without saying thank you to you all. And uh, speaking of game nights, uh, Jabroni Chief, can you give us another update on our weekly game night activity? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, you know we get together on Thursdays, at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on here on our discord channel so you could be doing whatever you could be washing the dishes you could be whacking weeds in the backyard just join us if you want to talk with us on discord you know uh, we've been playing uh, me and chase have been uh, checking out uh, destiny too but you know doesn't mean that we can't uh, fire up uh, some monster in the rise i know john bt's talked about the uh, wanting to get back in the game and then there's been an update and some more news about sunbreak uh, that you know it's coming out at the end of June, so we definitely want to get ready and get into ship shape, get those wire bugs running, and you know maybe pick up a new weapon uh, just to kind of get back in the flow of things on there. So, but uh, we also do have a contest, which you know by the time this episode out will be done, uh, today is the last day. So next episode of Gaming Vessels, episode 167, we will announce. Our winners on the show, uh, we have three copies of Risk of Rain, uh, Risk of Rain 2, you know, on both on one disc, out for the PlayStation 4, which we will go ahead and ship to the greater 50 states um, on there and be able to ship a copy out to you. All you need to do is retweet uh, the um, tweet on our Twitter account at Gaming Vessels and uh, also like it and join our Discord. So every Discord member will be entered into the contest to win the uh free copy of the game so we'll definitely let everyone know next episode if you did indeed win and we'll announce the winners ahead of time on the discord prior to the recording of the next episode as well so all right all right so contact you can reach our show at gaming vessels at gmail.com that's the email you want to use if you've heard something that you want to respond to or if you yourself would like to be on our show and get your opinions on gaming out to our listeners you're going to want to send feedback to gamingvessels at gmail 
gmail.com. We also have a Twitter page at Gaming Vessels. That's G-A-M-I-N-G-V-E-S-S-E-L-S. There you will also find a link to our Discord server. And for those who are, uh, if you enjoy the show, I would highly encourage you to join our Discord server. It's a great place to hang out, talk about gaming. Uh, and unlike other social media social media platforms, there's nobody there to uh, call you out your name <laughs> just because you have a difference of opinion, particularly when it comes to gaming. So uh, it's, we got a great bunch of people over there uh, having discussions, uh, commenting on news articles, commenting on topics of the day with regards to gaming. So please check us out. Uh, you can find a, a, a link again on our Twitter page at Gaming Vessels or on whatever podcast aggregate you use to download this show. Individually, we have our own social media accounts. I can be found on Twitter at Shonuff71. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. PlayStation Network, I am Shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7 at the end. Xbox, I am Shonuff071, same spelling with 071 at the end. Steam, I am Shonuff71, same spelling as originally, and my Switch friend code is 76582155 So, Dez, where can folks get a hold of you at, man? All right, y'all can find me at, on Twitter at TheNemo6. That's T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. And on PSN, Steam, and Xbox Live, you can find me on at Nemo Tigger. That's N E M O T G G R. And my Nintendo friend code is 5280-6674-4519. And as always, when you message us, please let us know how you heard about us, mention the show, or something because we want to talk to people, not bots. They know what they did. So, Joe, where can folks find you, buddy? All right, the fine folks on the internet can contact me at JabroniChief, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-C-H-I-E-F. That's my handle on Twitter, on PSN, and also on Steam. Xbox, same spelling, 374 at the end, because I am the 374th JabroniChief. There's 373 before me. And my Nintendo friend code is 4712-5953-1409. All right, all right. So <clears throat> that is going to bring us to the end of episode 166. Again, I want to say a special thank you for everyone who is listening and stuck it out with us through our zaniness. Uh, for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the high-res hater, a.k.a. the cat daddy, a.k.a. the gamer step daddy. And for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. That food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. I am Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Yeah, purple bling bling. Y'all. <laughs> and we're saying we will, we, we will be back next week with episode 167 in the ears. And for those who observe, happy Easter. He is mm-hmm. risen. He is risen indeed. Peace.